We ready? Mm-hmm. Or is, are we switching up who's doing the intro each time now? No, it wasn't necessarily thinking. Okay, go for it. <laughs> that was just a, a one-off thing. That I, I want to save the kitty. You want to save the kitty? Okay. We don't need an intro. Just save the kitty. Welcome back. We're saving the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> don't even announce anything. Welcome, Pathfinders, like... to episode eight of Mummy's Mask, where we're going to save this cat. <laughs> the one they, where they saved a cat. <laughs> this is going to uh, be the one where they saved the cat. True story. All right, so yes, welcome back to uh, Find the Path episode, we're what, eight now? Yes. Eight, eight. When last we left our heroes, they had finished their exploration of the tomb of Akintepi after fighting through a, a summoned cockroach swarm that they took care of. Wait, I could actually tell you this. Three of its 26 hit points before it disappeared. <laughs> uh, um, well, you know what? We'll take that into the after party and we can congratulate ourselves on how well we did. <laughs> uh, we, we, we'll banter about that a little bit because I have some amusing things to say. But uh, And then they continued on and faced an Iron Cobra, which is a rather interesting thing. I've actually seen that, that monster for a long time. I was very happy to get a chance to run it. Before finally finishing their looting of the tomb of Akintepi. After some uh, debate pertaining towards actually cr- cracking up the sarcophagus because... It is a very gray area of what constitutes pillaging versus and desecration versus taking something and it belongs in a museum. We said we said prayers and stuff. It was okay. And get and get immediately smitten. Uh, smoked. smoked. I was smitten with no, that. No, I was gonna say no. I don't want to be smitten. That'd be Look at that really fine mummy. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get like a mummy attack it does, or we didn't get like Anubis just you know cursing at. Yes, Anubis like himself did not descend down from the the afterworld and destroy you. You had then made your way out of the tomb, uh, across the open ground before eventually hearing the sound of something screaming in the distance. Rounding the, uh, the corner as two of you had stealthed ahead, you had found that there was a uh, horrific bruised purplish figure, of which I think all of the players recognize, although your characters might not necessarily, looming over a cat, of which it apparently had already uh, savaged, although the cat is still breathing. Yay. Yeah, and I believe... Jessica had, you know, gone, boy, hey, and, uh, and lost the element of surprise, but did stop the ghoul from continuing its devouring the kitty. Mm-hmm. And as such, let me cue up a little bit, uh, bit of wind going on, some sirenscape going. I will need initiative from the party. Oh, my desire to save the kitty is not being reflected in my dice. Well, you don't even know there is a kitty. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I remember the two of you guys didn't oh, yeah, stealth up you. with us. It's just me and Sakura. Then this is on point. On point means it's exactly what you <laughs> expected, yeah. needed it to be. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Segura. I got a 17. Jordan, what did we get for Sudi? Sudi gets a 10. Rachel? 19. 19 for, for Citra. Citra. For Citra. Heather? Onuris gets an 18. And then my guy. Ooh. Oh, wait. On yours got an 18? Uh-huh. I'm going to need a roll-off. Oh. Oh, yes. I get a 14. A 14? I also got a 14. I need you to roll-off. <laughs> 18? <laughs> okay. Off. Is this guy you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's dark on yours. <laughs> it's dark on yours. It's purple on yours. <laughs> it's dark the purple Uris. man. It's Kilgrave. Ooh, I hope not. He's not a cool. Jessica. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers yeah. for Jessica Jones on Mummy's one. Mask. Well, everything's spoilers for Mummy's Mask. All right. Citra, your first initiative. Yeah, get him. There's a horrible and dead monstrosity standing in the middle of the hey, street. He hasn't gone yet. turns back towards you. Hey, he hasn't gone, gone yet. Do so... you have knowledge religion? No, that's a uh, wrong rogue. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have stabbing ability? Oh, that's me. Just yeah, I, I stated last time that I, uh, whenever I threatened him, I pulled out my kukri. 
Um, so I would like to move forward. I have a 30-foot movement speed, 10, 20. I should yeah. be able to get right up in his business. So you bolt out of the alleyway, round your way into the, Where's the, the street. Immediately behind him. Okay, and then I will attack. Is it possible for it to be? Ah, whatever. Oh, I'm definitely not going to hit him, though. Unless an eight hits him. An eight will not hit him. You basically bolt out around the corner, get within striking distance before you're hit by the horrid putrid smell of this sun-baked monster standing in the street and just kind of (laughs) recoil back. The ghoul would smile at your reaction before attacking. Bad guy. Hey. Oh, and you're in base contact, so he's going to fall out. God dang it. Shiitake mushrooms. Fudge nuts. <laughs> oh, heck. <laughs> All right. First off, it's going to claw at you. Looks like we got a 21 for that first claw. Golly yeah. gee. <laughs> Uh, and we've all turned into Captain America. Yep. He does three points of gosh darn damage. <laughs> <laughs> the second claw comes at you, although that's only with an eight. No. Having grabbed onto you, he's then going to attempt to bite you with a 15. No. 15 will not hit. Uh-huh. All right, so you're going to need to make me a single fortitude save. <laughs> that would be a four. There you go. As the claws dig into your side, you would feel a horrible sensation watch through you as every muscle in your body would cramp and lock into place. That's not good. You are paralyzed and will be paralyzed for a bit. Oh, dang it. I think this is the first time I've been attacked by a ghoul and I haven't played like an elven character (laughs) and not had to worry about it. So (laughs) this sucks. Yeah, there's a distinct lack of elf blood in this party. On Eurus, you're a good distance away from the fight from the next street over. down this hallway... Move 30 feet. So, Please no. don't let me be eaten, guys. And That's 30 feet. Yeah. I'm still Bolt not, around the alley. I'm still not in range for a channel. I thought uh, maybe. Yeah, you would hear the, the scream come from All right, uh, Segura is down seven hit points. Draw my Kopesh. That's the word I was looking for as I move. Well, you have a base attack, yeah, so you can draw your Kopesh as you run the corner. Um, um, your shield keep, is still I guess away, I'm going to keep moving. Not... That close to the ghoul. There well, we go. We're that close. stops. Okay, so that you stops round. There. You basically round the corner. You have your sword in hand. Your shield is still um, on your back. Now that I see it, can I make a knowledge religion? You can make a knowledge religion if you so wish. I get a twenty. With a twenty, the creature in front of you is a ghoul. Ghouls are undead that haunt graveyards and eat corpses. Uh, legends hold that the first ghouls were either cannibalistic humans whose natural hunger dragged them back from the dead, or humans who, in life, fed on the rotting remains of their kin and died and were then subsequently reborn from the foul disease. You may ask, pertaining towards the ghoul, two questions. Special attacks. Special attacks. Ghouls possess a single special attack. Actually, I'll say they possess two. First off, they possess a paralysis. This paralysis affects anything that is hit by their claw or their bite, meaning that effectively they get three chances to paralyze you per round. There, the paralysis lasts for a short period of time, ranging from about 12 to 30 seconds. Interestingly enough, for no explicable reason, other than the fact that it's a throwback to older editions of Dungeons & Dragons, elves are immune to this effect. As are half-elves, because they count as elves for all mechanical effects. Uh, again, there's a distinct lack of elf blood in this party. Secondly, ghouls do carry a disease, called ghoul fever, that will kill you, and then cause you to rise as a ghoul uh, the next day. That's, that's fun. You have another question. Do they have any special defenses? They possess only one special defenses. defense. They are uh, resistant to channeled energy. Okay. So you would round the corner, quickly see this thing, and shout, Ghoul! Don't let it... Oh, wait. 
Too late. Too late. Segura. Uh, Segura's going to rush up there. Cool. You would round the corner. And stand next to the... Uh, whipping free your uh, your blade. Can I draw two weapons? Is that a thing? You have two weapon fighting? Yeah. Yes, you can draw both weapons yeah. as part of your action of moving up. Okay, then I'm going to draw my Kukri and my So you dramatically spin Kokesh. both of your weapons out. It's like my favorite uh, animation from Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. If you did the two weapon fighting lightsaber thing, you did this cool like lightsaber draw. Yep. Corvo from Dishonored when he flicks the And then I'm going to slash out at this guy with my favorite enemy bonus for undead. Very well. You dive to the attack, leading with your Kopesh. I'm going to get that one. Natural one will not hit. Uh, you cannot attack more than once since you had to move to get up to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did have to move. Well, okay, now one. I do nothing. It sucks. Very well. You would dive to the it's four. Stench, man. Uh, again, there is a horrible smell coming off of this sun-baked corpse. Uh, you smell. <laughs> that's what I say to him. Fortunately, it's not gas level of smell, but... To the point where you're actually making fortune. Also, saves. I'm down seven hit points. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> just a reminder, a Sudi. Uh, bringing up the rear, Sudi's going to run sixty feet and not make it to base-to-base contact, but he's going to try real hard. <laughs> Ten, Very well. Catfolk comes running in. Bitch. Going. Why am I not a higher-level uh, monk? No. Uh, sixty. If only I had fast movement. Yeah, here soon though. So that's double moving. Well, no, right what level is fast movement? That's just curious. Uh, if you don't know off the top of your head, that's I don't fine. know off the top of my head. Uh, moving on from Sudi, we go back to the beginning of the round. Uh, so the entire party has run out of the alleyway into the street beyond, now face to face with this ghoul. Bring us to Citra, who is still just standing there paralyzed. Dang it. I have very frantic eyes looking at y'all right now. It's just... Uh, yeah. Bring us to the ghoul, who will laugh. <laughs> Come to me, my brothers and sisters. What is he getting, Nosferatu? I don't know this guy. No, when you're in the ghoul, he'll full out attack uh, against the ranger. Let's present herself. Yep. All right, so that's that could be bad. The claws we're looking at 18 with the first. Yep. 13 with the second. No. Uh, so the first claw sinks in, striking you for five points of damage. I'll need you to make a fortitude save. I get a 15 fortitude save. You are not paralyzed. Yay. The bite will hit with a perfect 20. God dang it. As a threat. Could get rough. Oh, uh, I we're looking at a 9. No. Aha. So you're not dead yet. Uh, the bite does chomp down on you for 5 points of damage. And you will need to make me 2 fortitude saves. Perfect 20. Okay, that one's good. And a uh, 17. 17. Very well. You would still feel horrible cramps spreading through you from the bite in your shoulder and the claw across your hip, but it's enough that you can power through. I'm dying. You're going to hope that you're also not going to be turning into a ghoul shortly, but you'll have to wait and see on that. Oh, that would be terrible. Regardless, you're bleeding everywhere on yours. Take a five-foot step forward, uh, unsling my shield from my back, so shield, yay. Um, and you get seven hit points back, Sagira. From on yours. He delivers the holy power of Ra. Horus. Horus. I keep doing like Well, I keep thinking Horus Ra, and then I'm just like, Ra. And then I'm like, no, it's not the same. No, that's only... Far overhead, the falcon there. screeches in appreciation as he flies yeah. by. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guy. I see what you're doing. From there, we're going to go to Segura. I'm going to pull out attack this guy. You would spin your twin blades. Well, they're not actually twin blades, but... Well, yeah. Um, that's going to be a 16 plus 2 is an 18. An 18. Your Kopesh comes in slamming into the ghoul. That'll be 12 points of damage. Viciously slicing into him. Uh, that wasn't the best roll. Uh, that's going to be a 12. 
A 12 will not hit the gold, uh, though. Kukri. Yeah. As you swing back around with your kukri, feeling the holy power of Horus pulse through your back and heal over your wounds. Thanks, buddy. Invigorated under the sun. Sudi. I'm going to take a five-foot step uh, up next to Su- to uh, Sagira, facing off with the ghoul, and I'm going to full out attack of the Floria Blows. Very well. That's going to be a 14. A 14 will strike the ghoul. Hey! I'm going to hit him for... See, I don't think uh, he was wearing Eight any armor. points of damage. Eight points of damage. You would crack him in the jaw. The head would whip to the side, snapping as it collapses like a sack of potatoes falling to the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and nudge it with my foot. <laughs> Just cold cock this guy. Everybody gets three back hit points back from a channel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go decapitate the ghoul just to make sure it's dead, I'm going to pour up Cure Light Wounds for the kitty. I got Very three well. back from my channel. Uh, you did channel to cure the kitty, right? Yeah. Oh. Well, did that? Yes. Uh, it stabilized that the cat's still unconscious. I'm going to cure light wounds the kitty. Very well. And you would tilt back the little cat head. His tongue would loll out. What kind of cat little. is it? Uh, it appears to be a panther. Oh, that's exciting. So it's a black leopard. Yes. That's going to heal it for six points. Six points? The cat's eyes would open. I can make a handle animal, handle animal immediately. Yep. But I don't have that. <laughs> uh, it would <laughs> stare up at you with shockingly bright green eyes I before sliding empathy. up to its feet. That. You may make a wild empathy check if you so wish. <laughs> Jeez. You technically take 10 since you're not threatened. Oh. Well, I already rolled, and it was bad, so I got a 4. <laughs> no, I got a 7. 7. It glances up towards you. It slides up to its feet. It seems a little offset, mostly at the rest of your compatriots, uh, but it would stare up towards you before giving your... Knee, since you're kneeling a little headbutt. Ah, kitty! Uh, it looks to be it. in bad shape. Even with the healing, it, you're going to guess it's possibly broken one of its legs, as it seems to be tendering its front leg. Hmm. I don't have powerful enough magic to fix that. Is there a vet? Potentially, anyone with a sufficient heal check could also attempt a heal check to try to set that. I don't have... I have... I could attempt it. I eye the cat. <laughs> it stares at you with its bright green eyes. Can, uh, you can use Handle Animal untrained, can't you? I'm no. charismatic. It's uh, got an asterisk. And Handle so. Animal does not work for uh, wild animals. Tomorrow I can cast Calm Animal on it before I try to do this. <laughs> if you wanted, well, also if the ranger wanted to kind of sit back for a little bit and spend some time with his animal, uh, I would allow you to take 20 with a... Uh, wild empathy check to try to then yeah i'm gonna do that so you guys would kind of have to sit it'd be about like 20 minutes of you kind of like coaxing the animal down let me see your paw and sounds getting am i gonna try this heel check now i got 24 on my handle animal at that point very well and in the meantime by the way anyone that wishes to make me a knowledge nature you can also take 10 on that as well but you know i didn't and i got a 13 this is a leopard technically a panther but same difference it's just a about 10% of uh, leopards are actually born with a melatonin mutation that causes them to be entirely black. Cool. So at which point they're defined as leopards. Uh, she's about, you'd say, three and a half feet in overall length, maybe about 100 pounds. Yeah, it's a big cat. They're primarily uh, nocturnal hunters, which makes it somewhat surprising that it's here. In addition to the fact you would realize that while they can be found in widely varying terrain, they are primarily jungle and mountain cats. The fact that it's this far down away from the mountains is odd. Does it have a collar or something? Maybe it was part of a circus or a, a zoo. No, it doesn't appear to have a collar or, or anything like that. Or it could be a druid's animal companion. 
Druid died. It's definitely not the circus here in the necropolis. Well, yeah, but they can walk. They might have walked away from a circus. They're really hard up on this circus thing. Well, it could be a zoo or a traveling animal show. I don't know. <laughs> I actually kind of agree with Sudi's idea that it was a druid's animal companion at some point. There's been lots of dead adventurers carted yeah, out of this place. Yeah, that makes place. sense. While she does not appear to be native to this region, you can tell that she bears a number of scars from previous fights, although yeah. whether or not this is from other animals, you're not positive. Hmm. Despite this, yeah, it's kind of weird that she's in this this area. Like all cats, she's strictly a carnivore, although leopards are known opportunists and will eat anything from, if they can catch an antelope, they'll eat the antelope. If they can't, they'll eat scarab beetles and scorpions and anything else that they can find that moves. Nice. As a fun side note, leopards are actually the single most successful cat hunting species in the world. Nice. They have the highest successful kill ratio. So do you want me to make a heel check? Yep, and I think they're the be... second most successful animal in Africa, after the African wild dog. She should be okay at this point. Uh, Onuris gets a 20 on a heel check to try to set that bone. Very well. So Onuris, you make your way over, probably somewhat tentatively, taking, you know, <laughs> the paws on this cat are, like, shockingly large, like the entirety of the palm of your hand, as you would kind of take that, just do your best, and... Ignore its low, grumbling growls that vibrate through its body as Sagira would kind of like do that thing where you're like petting along the back of the neck, but ready to grab onto the scruff at the, the yep. slightest movement. Yep. With a 20, you would be able to set the bone, basically take out some gauze and bandage wraps and some sticks that came with your healer's kit. It did use a charge off your healer's kit before bandaging it. It's probably going to need a couple of days. It doesn't look to have been broken severely, so much as fractured. I can probably take her back to the temple. I don't know if you just want to leave this corpse sitting in the middle of the road. You imagine the temple or the Church of Phrasma will probably collect it at some point. Yeah, that, yeah, that, sounds, that sounds like a good plan. Did it have anything on it of value and experience? Uh, you do garner experience for defeating a challenge rating of 1, netting the party 100 XP. Nice. Ghouls are one of those things that I'm always surprised that they're only a challenge rating of 1. Yeah, they're shockingly dangerous for a challenge rating of 1. It's like ghasts are, I think, only a challenge rating of three. See, unless you give them levels, and then that's terrifying. Yeah, unless you turn them into, like, serial killers or something. Spoiler. Collecting yourselves. Spoiler alert. I didn't say what it was from. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anything. I assume you're going to continue making your way back to the uh, city of the living. Yep, yeah. helping a kitty along. Arriving back at the gate, the guards would allow all of you to pass within. Uh, with your previous handle animal check, you can convince the unnamed cat, which I'm just going to call cat for the I'm moment. I'm trying to find it a name. <laughs> To accompany you, the guards would require that you, at the very least, like use a leather strip or something to keep her muzzled. All right. It is I've, a large, wild animal. I probably have something that'll work. Well, I imagine if you wear like a necklace or anything, you could probably take the leather thong off of that and then wrap it around the cat's mouth. It's not going to do a lot, and it's going to do nothing pertaining towards its claws, although it only has one workable <laughs> claw at the moment. That notwithstanding, it better. seems to make people feel better. It's not like you're riding in here on a mammoth or something like that. It's like, it's perfectly fine, guys. I've got this mammoth under control. Man, a mammoth in the desert would be so unhappy. <laughs> yeah. So you make your way back into town. So what exactly is the plan from here? I need to take this cat to the temple of Bastet. We need to get our second location. And then Those we need things. to sell things, because we've brought some things back. Well, do we both have to go to get the... The next location? Only one of us has to get the next location, and we do have several artifacts that need to be turned over to the temple. Yep. Well, that seems to be the same location. So really, it's just up to... Do you need an escort to take this cat to the temple? I mean, not really. Okay. I'll go get us... Uh, go sell the things. 
one of you wants to get the uh, the new location from the, t- the priests. I can do that. We can try to figure out a game plan to go forward. Uh, what time is it during the day right now? I don't think it's... It's a little bit after noon by this point. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if we want to go back out. We may at least go find the new location so we don't have to search for it in the morning. Yeah, well, you'll be provided a map by the temple. I mean, it's only mid, mid-morning. Well, it's, it's about noon by the time that you guys have gotten back. It's going to take you about another hour to drop off the cat. So you could probably set back off into the City of the Dead by about 2 or 3. But keep in mind that you'll, the curfew is still in effect, that you'd have to be back before nightfall. Because they close the crypts, or they close the exit from the city once the sun sets. Fair enough. And while Sagira is probably pretty confident in her ability to climb over the wall, <laughs> don't know how confident you are in everyone else's abilities to climb over the wall. And Onuris would not break into the necropolis. I'm the best climber. Oh, it's more breaking out of the necropolis in case you got locked in. Because if, if you guys come back and it, the sun's already set, they will not open the door for you. Because they just assume we're some undead monstrosity by now. So that's up to all of you. Alright, so Sudi's gonna go sell stuff. I'm gonna go get yep. the second location and ponder over this whole Temple of Bath thing, because that's the first time she's mentioned that out loud, where I've been in been in there, because she just said she was going to go home mm. last night. And you're going to go take the kitty. I don't know what. I thought it was going with you. Okay, cool. So Citra's going there? Okay, so you're going to give the stuff over to the temple, and then you're going to sell everything else after, afterwards, or are you uh, yeah, giving over the I artifacts that the to take to the temple? I assume the temple gives us um, fair value, so it's... For historical objects. Just yeah. random things like the nard that you found and all the rest of that, you need to find another Yeah, but there's buyer. a ton of merchants right outside the temple right now. Right. Okay. Yes, and there are also a lot of merchants, uh, if you go to the Tooth and Hookah, that are still set up downstairs there. So, you could potentially buy more oil. I just, I, I put it down there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, let's start with everyone heading to the temple. Sudi's off on his own going to sell the stuff. I'm assuming that you're just giving over the artifacts for the temple to them, or you accompany them to the temple to sell those also? Um, that's a good question. I don't actually know. Well, well like, I'm assuming you turn artifacts over one spot and you get the lottery thing at another. Yes. So do you want to turn over the artifacts and I'll grab the lottery thing? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So Citra has the stuff to give to the temple, and I'm going to go get our next location. And I'm Wait, selling stuff. So let's start with... On yours, you'd, I suppose, lead the entire group making your way towards the Grand Mausoleum. Mm. Wati's Temple to Phrasma dominates the cityscape, uh, is massive in size and beautiful in design and construction. From what all of you understand, it is actually the second largest temple of Phrasma in the entirety of Osirian. Second only to the High Temple of Phrasma in the city of Sothis, the capital. Or making your way up towards the structure and making your way inside. The uh, Grand Mausoleum is so massive as... I suppose you'd probably give Citra some directions on how to actually get places. I lived there for a year. I know my way around. From what you understand, the from what you already know, the Lady of Graves has become the primary deity and patron of Wati. Despite the fact that the old gods are now allowed to be worshipped again, they are still pretty much set in their ways. As such, the followers have assumed control over much of the city's infrastructure. Basically meaning the Grand Mausoleum is a cross between a house of worship and a city hall. You know personally that all of the final decisions for the city are made by the city council and overseen by the pharaoh's personal representative to the city, the Hatya. But the council meetings and the day-to-day affairs of state are held within the sprawling complex of the Grand Mausoleum. You would eventually begin making your way towards where the lottery would continue. Approaching the desk, which has been put prominently front and center here, 
Uh, Citra's actually not going to have to go much further, just a couple of rooms down to actually go to where they're selling off all the assorted other items that have been collected here and are being interred with respect here and then sent off to Sothis. A lay priestess would give you a smile and a nod as you approach. I'd smile back, inclining my head. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I need to draw for my group's second location. Ah, you've completed your exploration. Yes. Very well. She would produce a scroll beginning to go through it. Uh, what is the name of your group? The Doorkeepers of the Duat. The Doorkeepers of the Duat. Duat. Ah, I have you here. Uh, you were assumed to the to- assigned to the tomb of Akintepi. Yes. Ah, I see. Very well. And you have completed your exploration. Yes. I see. Uh, I have a few questions for you before we will do our drawing. Of course. Uh, what were your general impressions of the site? It you was... feel that you have explored it fully? Yes. I will actually allow you to make a wisdom check. 17. 17? You actually never found a way to access the room on the other side of that one-way secret door. Oh, yeah. But outside of that, you... you I guess I would mention that. (laughs) I see. But you believe that you have, in good faith, made an active uh, attempt to explore the site. Yes. That was the only door we couldn't ever find a way around or another entrance to whatever was behind it. I see. Did you take any notes or rubbings of anything there? No. Very well. Did you create any maps of your exploration there? No. Very well. Uh, Any reports on what you'd possibly faced while you were then? Lots of scorpions and beetles and an iron snake. But no undead? No, no undead. Not in the crypt. Hmm. There was a ghoul wandering the streets. We destroyed it on our way back, actually. Many of the hives of the undeath have been disturbed by the activity. They seem to be becoming more prevalent as this activity continues. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Did you see any signs of vandalism inside or outside of the tomb? The tomb had been broken into once previously, but it doesn't seem like anything of great value was taken. They didn't get very far. Hmm. Very well, then. Thank you. Of course. I will now produce another location for you to explore. Uh, Note that the temple has decided to take some interest in the explorations further, and if you wish to include anything along the lines of a a detailed report or a map, we are willing to compensate you in the form of discounted magic provided to you and your group. Interesting. If you wish to provide a report on what you had seen, feel free to draw it up and drop it off at the temple at your earliest convenience. Perhaps keep it in mind as you explore your next location. Of course. She would start the uh, the raffle machine doing the little like <laughs> crank wheel thing. And <laughs> no, there's not actually that. Uh, she does reach into an urn, draws out a slip of paper before taking this and uh, comparing it to another list and finding a map that matches up to it. You have been assigned to the house of Pentheru. Does that ring any bells? You may make me a... Uh, you may make a knowledge uh, nobility. There we go. Uh, <laughs> 20. Uh, with a 20, you do know that Pentheru is the name of a minor Osirian family, a noble family. From what you understand, they've been trying to regain their prominence for some time. You think that they were based out of Wati, 
although almost all of their number were or were killed many centuries ago during the Plague of Madness. Interesting. If this is the House of Penthero, then that means that this must be probably their noble estate or villa. Like many nobility or minor nobles in Osirian, they probably owned a section of farmland and were responsible for its administration, overseeing the farmers and workers of the land uh, and the distribution of grain. They may have also possibly owned some form of brewery, which is rather popular here. More likely than not, they, uh, they served during the uh, Kelish occupation of Sothis. Uh, so when the entirety of this place was ruled by the Kelish Empire. Uh, outside of that, you really don't know much pertaining towards them. Okay. She would provide you with a map as well. I'll take it. Thank you. Of course. Uh, blessings of the Lady of Graves be with you. I would incline my head, returning the blessing. And where are we all going to meet up? Just back at the inn? Yeah, probably. And so mm-hmm. I guess I'll head back towards it's the... your usual place in the Tooth and Hookah. To the Tooth and Hookah. Well, I mean, you know your other two companions are nearby, so you yeah. could probably meet up with them I outside guess, of, front yeah, of the temple. Yeah, I'll just hang around. I'll, I'll loiter on the steps of the temple. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to, you would probably be in time to make your way down to the uh, the market out front, your way to the uh, golden pool there, and you're in time for the feeding of the uh, sacred crocodiles. Oh, if you wanted to, I'm gonna go and watch them a, feed the crocodiles. You're a priest, so you could actually participate as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm gonna go feed crocodiles, guys. Right. <laughs> yep. That seems like a very safe thing to do. <laughs> yeah, they're the uh, the sacred albino crocodiles. They never attack anyone. They're exceptionally well fed, but. <laughs> That's why they never attack anybody. They never attack anybody. I'm going to yeah. go There's feed. also the uh, the dusting that they do every day, where they sprinkle gold dust into the pond. And, you know, say a, say a small prayer to Sobek. Hey, Sobek, you're cool. There's a temple of Sobek in the city, actually. It's, it was the uh, patron deity here before. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, we have Citra. Citra, you would be able to make your way into the market. You would easily be able to find a buyer for the uh, funerary mask. Making your way into the room where all of these assorted like art relics and such are sold off, there's a massive collection of shelves and shelves of objects that have been returned by others. You would see a number of other adventurers already lined up in here waiting, uh, although none of them that you recognize from your time at the Tooth and Hookah. But from what you understand, there's like two dozen adventuring groups. True. So you just kind of give them a nod. One of them looks like they may be from the Scorched Hand, uh, which you've met at the very least their leader previously. Yeah. Either that or it could just be another follower of Nethys. <laughs> they all look the same. As you'd stand and wait in line, a man would step up alongside the rest of you, speaking briefly to a couple of the other people here. This man wears black and purple robes of the Church of Phrasma over what appears to be a fine set of what looks to be maybe mithril chain. He would turn, making his way back over towards you, inclining his head respectfully as he approaches. The man towers at about six foot four and looks to be broadly shoulder and well-muscled as, uh, well, Sagira in your own group. Plus I mean, things. I'm only 5'2". Well, I mean, muscled. You're oh, like, okay. You have an 18 <laughs> strength, so, I mean, you're like a MMA fighter over there. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> the man would step forward, inclining his head. Blessings of the ladies of graves. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I am Nakhat Shepis. Nice to meet you. I'm Citra. You may make me a knowledge nobility or knowledge local. Or knowledge religion, for that matter. Eleven for knowledge local. Knowledge local? Knowledge local would be enough for you to realize that you don't know who this man is. You do know that Shepis is a prominent name in the region. From what you... You believe that that was actually the last name of the Phrasmid piece of the priest that originally consecrated the dead section of the city. Hmm. May I ask you some questions? Sure. I understand that there have been attacks inside of the 
necropolis. Groups fighting one another. Are you familiar with this? Uh, thankfully, my group has managed to avoid any sort of unnecessary violence. The most violence we saw was a, a ghoul attack. Interesting. A ghoul in the city streets during the day. Yes, it's quite surprising. His face would be like an almost humorous death mask itself, but he would glance off in a small amount of, you consider it to be just judgmental annoyance, as if somehow placing this blame on everyone else in this room out of the adventurers here. I see. If you have any further information pertaining towards these individuals that may be responsible for the attacks, inform the voices of the spire. Will do. Thank you. You're very welcome. Blessings and peace be with you. Sure. The man would turn, placing a hand on his kopesh and eyeing the people around him as he marches his way out. Did he only, like, approach me, or was he, like, talking to other people too? He talked to a couple of other people before making his way over towards you. You would notice, and whether or not this is him being racist or not, he is only pe- speaking to Osirians, mm-hmm. uh, and was speaking to you in Osiriani the entire time. So whether or not he was just discriminating against the Chelish and the Andrans and the Taldanes and everyone else here, you're not positive. Frickin' foreigners. <laughs> I, I raised my brows at some of the other people in line, like, holy crap. <laughs> That guy's intense. I'd like to sense motive his level. I anyway. could sense motive on him. <laughs> I mean, you can if you so want him. 17. 17? You believe he is an exceptionally skilled warrior, just judging by the way he carries himself. Uh, probably far outstripping you or any of your companions. Hmm. Oh. In other words, don't mess with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, Sudi. Yeah. Uh, you would make your way over going through the uh, the market and selling a number of items there. You wouldn't have much trouble selling any of these things, although I will uh, allow you to make a perception roll. I will perceive. This time I will actually perceive. Uh, with a 23. You would notice that there are, of course, a number of merchants buying and selling things. You would be able to find a merchant to purchase all the assorted stuff. You would basically be standing in line speaking to a, uh, a spice and perfume merchant here are getting ready to speak to him to sell off all the nard that you didn't drink. Before you'd notice a priest of Phrasma. This man would be in the crowd nearby, and you would actually recognize him as a man by the name of uh, Petmanib. Petmanib. Petmanib would stand some distance away, seemingly keeping an eye on more of the people buying and selling than actually here to sell anything. The man in question is Osiriani. His hair, despite his... You'd say he's probably in his late 40s. Um, his hair, though, is bleached entirely white. From what you understand, he is Osiriani, although he actually has some mixed Garundian blood to him. Uh, and his hair pretty much falls into dreadlocks. The man would be muttering to himself. It's not uncommon. The man talks to himself rather incessantly. Despite this, he seems to be basically keeping an eye on the other people here. Is he with the voice of the Spire, or is he just a... Uh, he is a priest. Okay. He is not a, a servant of the voice of the Spire. From what you understand, he is one of the more powerful clerics in the temple, although everyone kind of gives him a wide berth. <laughs> Mostly because he's just a little strange. I'm going to go talk to him. Very well. As you begin to approach, the man would be in the process of muttering to himself, and you can overhear his conversation as he seems to simply... It's like, yes, yes, yes. Well, no. No, if they had found it, they would have sold it. Well. (laughs) Yes, you're probably right. No, I didn't look at it that way. An auction. 
probably handle that with the collectors and the historians. No, it wouldn't go away to honor Tafu first. No, it would stay here. Perhaps. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Sudi. He would smile as you begin to approach. Hello, Petnibib. Hello. You seem to be doing well. Oh, we've just finished our first location of selling off uh, the non-relics that we found. Yes. Yes, I'd notice you making your way through the market. Mm. Number of people. Where were you sent, my friend? Ah, uh, the tomb of Akintepi. Akintepi, I see. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. What do you think of this whole affair? Well... <laughs> I wish that there weren't some fighting within the necropolis between the groups. Apparently some of the groups have decided to be disrespectful in that regard. But we haven't had any, too many issues so far, actually. Uh, beyond what I would expect in a tomb. But I don't know. I, I'm not very comfortable with this whole letting just anybody go into the necropolis. I think it's probably going to get a lot of people killed. I see. Interesting. Well then, hopefully that wouldn't be the case. Have you found anything of interest while you were out there? Um, well, we found a very nice uh, shield and a kopesh belonging to Akintepi. We did find we did find he had a funerary mask, although I don't know how rare those are. Uh, some interesting padded armor that's magical. A funerary mask, you say? Yes. Interesting. Well, that would be intriguing indeed. Have you noticed any problems in the market? Mm, no, not yet. I've been to here sent here to ascertain some uh, some issues we may be experiencing. <laughs> no, no, uh, sorry. Some issues we may be experiencing with the with the market and its overflow. How much sense motive? He has Voldemort in his turban. <laughs> I, I I wasn't gonna really go that way. But I was gonna say, can I tell if he's like actually talking to somebody? Like, is he like telepathy? Like, not really telepathy, but like, is he? Just uh, like, you can, you can make a sense is, motive. Is he possessed? I mean, yeah. Like, what's his life? I get a five. I have no idea. Five. You don't know. What you do know is that the Temple of Phrasma often do time does draw eccentrics. She is the goddess mm -hmm. of prophecy and such, and a sort of people that have been touched by the divine in that manner. Uh, that is much more dangerous these days than it has been in past centuries since the death of art and prophecy has not functioned well, and many prophets also suffer with insanity. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that that's the case here, at the very least, he's not threatening. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yes. No, I've actually been sent out to observe the markets. We seem to be running into a, a small problem. What problem is that? <laughs> Economics. Economics? Yes. Supply and demand. Many of the merchants have start, started to drop their prices as the markets have been flooded with an assorted number of items, funeries, things taken. I've seen that many of them are buying some of these... Um, items from these desperate adventurers at sometimes even a quarter off of their true price. Mm. Oh, that that is very bad. I, mm. Mm. Well, 
How would we be able to fix such an issue? It seems as though people are willing to sell it for that little, then that's on them. Well, I've begun looking into it, and I'm thinking that well, today and tomorrow, the merchants here seem to be agreeable, but soon. Well, suffice it to say that the Church of Phrasma doesn't have as much sway in these matters as the Church of Abadar. And Abadar is all about the idea of supply and demand versus fairness. Hmm, that's fair. It is the, uh, how do they say, the invisible hand of the market. Mm. Uh, no, I've been in contact to possibly arrange an auction instead of the standard uh, buying and selling. It may be necessary soon. We had someone come into the temple with 2,000-year-old honey. It's difficult to find a buyer for that, although I imagine it's phenomenal. I would not know. Mm. I didn't know honey could be preserved that long. Oh, yes. If properly kept. Does it age like a vine? Hmm. I'd be interested to see. Hmm. Perhaps... He would pause, staring off into space for a long period of time. I'm gonna kind of look towards that same space. <laughs> Perhaps we will talk more later, Sudi. Hmm. It seems that there is an issue I must deal with. Strangely, this issue in question, as you would hear an argument now further afield, isn't something you think he even heard, and strangely enough, is something behind him. He would turn around, you have no idea how he was even aware of it, before making his way off in the direction of the other merchants. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is a prophet. I skip away, you know, doing, doing my selling <laughs> and stuff with my giant bag of gold. I suppose making your way off... Probably more like a Santa sack of gold. Yes. Uh, you'll be able to sell off the rest of your stuff, bringing us back around to Sagira. Yay. Sagira, you would arrive at the Temple of Bestet, I suppose approaching through the front door. This time of day, of course, the temple is not busy. Uh, yeah, it has a large number of like lay worshippers and such, uh, and some people who seem to have come here, mostly in this case, either uh, expecting mothers who have come here, less interested in going to the Temple of Phrasma, especially with how busy it is right now, and more concerned with coming here with any of their assorted issues. As you would make your way in, you would find that uh, Kepri, at the very least, is already here. She's in the front room, bandaging up the knee of one of the local street urchins, who seems to have fallen and scraped himself rather badly. Yeah. Um, she would give you a smile, standing up and pushing her um, pushing her brown hair back out of her face. I and brought, you're back. I am. I brought a visitor. I'm going to motion to the cat. Uh, the cat would slink its way in once you kind of convince it to step inside Come of a house. <laughs> Kepri would make a noise which could only approach something dogs could hear. <laughs> she would smile, dropping down. The cat would lay its ears down, although it doesn't growl as it seems to have improved. That's good. Um, and who is she? I think I'm going to call her Isra. Wait, you're you're keeping her? I think so. Well, for now at least. She definitely has, uh, the cleric said, a, a broken leg. Ooh. Well, well, we don't have any magic here that'd be strong enough to fix that. Right. But I can check and make sure it's set properly. I don't uh, know this cleric of yours, but uh, he's. I am good with cats. Yeah, you can check. I mean, he probably did a good job. Here, Izzy. Izzy, Izzy. Come here. She would make her way tentatively make sure forward. The cat maul her. <laughs> <laughs> As I suppose she's kind of keep a calming hand on the cat. She would check over before nodding. Oh, your friend's good. All right. Well, it that's seems good. to be pretty well set. Uh, and you seem to be. I don't know if you still have hit point damage. Ah, I'm seven points down. <laughs> <laughs> In rougher than usual shape. Yeah, there was a ghoul. A ghoul? That was trying to kill this cat. What's a ghoul? 
Uh, so a ghoul is like like an undead purple former human who has a really long tongue and smells just awful. Huh. That sounds pretty bad. They're and no offense, but it does explain the smell. They're gross. Yeah. But yeah, so I just need somewhere that I could probably keep her until she's healed. Um, I mean, we do have an extra room in the back. We're not really using for much of anything at the moment. We don't have anyone injured or anything else. Everyone seems to be mostly going to the big temples. Okay. So we could keep her back there. There's a lot of windows so she could get some fresh air. I don't know if she's going to stay. <laughs> I don't either, but if she's going to stay anywhere, this seems like the best place that she would... I mean, this is the Temple of Bastet. But you may make a handle animal check if you so wish. I don't have that. You don't have any handle. You may make a wild empathy check. I do wild so empathy. Let's see. I get an 11. An 11? Very well. Uh, speaking the word stay, the cat would stare up at you, honestly, in almost an attentive manner, as if awaiting a command. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I think this might have been in someone's companion. You don't think they're going to come looking for? Or I guess if you found the ghoul, they might not be, uh... Yeah, I mean, I didn't see anyone, any people dead, but that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of, a lot of people delving into dangerous places out there. Well, I'm glad that you're back all right. Me too. She would give you, like, kind of wrinkle her nose before giving you a kiss on the cheek. Yay. Uh, I'll draw some water for you, because you kind of need it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going to put this cat in that room and, like, see if I can find something to feed it. There's an empty crate in there. It immediately jumps in. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, Find a big old thing for water. (laughs) And then, by then, hopefully I have a bath. (laughs) Make your way down to the local market and pick up a side of meat and just kind of toss it in there. Go nuts, cat. that'll work. That'll work. All right. So... I imagine following that, all of you are going to reconvene at the uh, the Tooth and Hookah. That mm-hmm. you find a place to keep... going to say Izzy at the moment. I don't Isra. Remember. Isra. Keep Isra as you make your way uh, back to meet up with your companions again. I'm freshly changed. And clean. So yeah, arriving back with uh, everyone else. They would have also bandaged your wounds there. Oh, does that give me any hit point? Like no, helping? but it means you're not like... You don't have any open wounds. They just kind oh, of bandaged good. you back up. That's but good. Probably after cleaning them out and everything else. Yeah, because I don't have any money, so I can't go pay someone yeah. to heal me. Well, the high priestess mostly kind of keeps her spells I still have a like... healing spell. I didn't know you were that far down. Well, I'm going to find you. When <laughs> <laughs> I was way, dealing with this bleeding. cat. I was dealing with <laughs> this whole cat thing going on. I didn't I want the dying, healing just fine. in case I was going to get mauled. Everyone gathering back together at the Tooth and Hookah, you would find that there are numerous adventuring groups that seem to have also returned either early today or back to lick their wounds. You find that almost every time that you come here, the festive atmosphere has decreased slightly. <laughs> uh, also fewer and because fewer stuff is getting real. People are dying. Yeah. People are attacking each other in the streets, apparently. Think, but uh, there's at least two groups that seem to be more interested in drowning their so- sorrows than celebrating. Segura's going to... I mean, what groups are they? You're not actually familiar with... Uh, Do they look like they're shorthanded? Like, are there less than four? One of the groups, yes. Okay, that's the group. I'm gonna pro- Segura's going to approach that group. Sorry for interrupting, but I have what may seem like a strange question, if you're willing to answer it. She uh, says in Assyriani, because she doesn't speak common. The woman in this group uh, appears to be a half-elven woman, wearing black clothing, uh, with dark hair, pale skin, and you're going to guess intentionally uh, black lipstick, would glance back over towards you. You had a question. I'm sorry. 
Did you did you lose someone today? Lose someone? A member of your party? Uh, yes. Did they have an animal companion? Animal companion? No. We ran into a nest of ghouls earlier on today. Huh. But no, none of my groups. uh, We lost two of our numbers, but they were, uh, let's just say, an expert, if you will. Mm. Well, sorry for your loss, I guess. Yes. Are you looking for a group? The Sand Scorpions would be interested in adding someone. I'm not. I found what appears to be someone's animal companion. I was just wondering if their handler survived. We did find three other bodies in the street on our way back. Ah. They look to have been desert folk. Possibly could have belonged to one of them. It's possible. We reported their deaths to the... uh, Voices of the Spire, but we had already lost two of our numbers before that. Of course. So. Alright, well, yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yes. Um, you are not a cleric, are you? <laughs> I wish, no. We have not been able to successfully clear our tomb. We're looking for a priest, someone capable of dealing with the undead. Um, I know some friends that are clerics. I can see if they would be interested in helping or know someone who could help. Hmm. If you would, tell them to seek out Black Kiss, and I will deal with them. All right. Can I sense her motive, just to... Yeah, you may, if you so wish. <laughs> oh, that was real bad. Uh, I get a six. She's planning to murder you. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> no. so unreadable. She does appear to be fairly unreadable. You're um, not entirely positive. Yeah, there are only three of them, and you do think you remember seeing them here the last couple of nights, and there might have been five of them before. But at the moment, it seems to be her, judging by the sheer number of items, like vials and such she's carrying, she may in fact be uh, the alchemist and possibly the source of the explosion that you heard. Possibly dealing with those ghouls, which was somewhere in the neighborhood of where you found that other ghoul. Fair. uh, That they might have just driven out of their hive. Huh. The woman next to her, judging by the... You're going to guess she's a spellcaster, although she's also carrying a kopesh, so possibly some sort of magus. That's cool. Um, The other woman seems to be in the process of reassembling... You're going to guess from bits and pieces looks to have lost some parts of her rogue's kit or thieves' tools, uh, and so seems to be in the process of trying to find replacement picks. Okay. So you're going to guess that that's all that's left. Assuming hmm. that she said she had two other experts, experts with her, it looks like it was a party of like three rogues, a magus, and an alchemist, so <laughs> they may need a cleric. Okay. Well, um, I'll see what I can do. Yep. And I'm going to walk off before she can ask me any other questions. Very well. <laughs> By this point, the rest of the group would arrive, as I imagine uh, the other three of you had walked back together from the temple. You would find that the table that you have been kind of claiming as your own is still unoccupied. So. Sweet. I'm going to sit at that table. I'm going to grab a drink and sit at that table. But the barkeep would give all of you a nod, send over your usual drinks if you so wish. Yes. No order food, too. Yes. Order some food, also. Mm-hmm. Um, Onuris and mm. I guess Sudi. There's a group who ran into a nest of ghouls. Probably one of the same kind of group of ghouls that we fought that one ghoul out of. Uh, that needs a cleric. And I told them I would say something to you about it. And maybe you would know a cleric who wanted to join them. She's got some really strange lipstick choices. <laughs> but she seemed nice. She also refers to herself as the Black, Black Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> oh, she's that girl. Sounds ominous. Um, it does, but it's kind of... Cool. She's got black lipstick on. I don't know. I couldn't I read her. her. But yeah, so if you know any clerics that want to I mean, join all the, group, the clerics I know are from the temple. 
I don't know any that aren't uh, currently occupied with other things. Oh, well. What's their location? Somewhere that has a lot of undead that they couldn't manage to clear today. What if we make them a deal? Like we what? go help them finish clearing out their location in exchange for, you know, 20% of the treasure or something like that. Technically, you've been assigned to a location, so that would be outside of the bounds of your uh, contract yeah. with the Church of Phrasma. Yeah, we can't actually do that. It's one of those, like, if you run into them in the street and they need some help, then, yeah, you could, of course, like, provide them with assistance, but... We step onto the property line, we're violating the contract order. Well, never mind that. Pretend I didn't say anything. <laughs> hmm... Well, I imagine that the you know followers of Frasma here could probably give you a heads up on. So if we ran into them in the street and they just needed help, we could help them. So basically tell them to go in, attract whatever monstrosities there are, run all the way back out into the street, and then we can help them. Well, that ghoul is on the street. Exactly. As long as it's on the street, it's fair game. How many ghouls? I don't know. I didn't get the whole story. I was really just trying to see if any of them had had an animal companion, and then she asked me about that. We do have our own second location to begin exploring. It's true. The House of Panthero. It's a minor noble house. Hmm. Many of them were killed during the plague. No, there might be some good stuff there, then. It's true. From a purely monetary standpoint. Panthero. Panthero. Yeah. Panthero is a... No, that's Panthero. Sorry. <laughs> At all. I was, like, was going to say it's the, it's the Thundercat, but... Oh. Uh, speaking of monastery things, I have everyone's gold. Money. Except for you on yours, you still owe the party. How much? <laughs> 48 gold. <laughs> and three copper. Soon you will have gold on yours. Sudi's Abacus is very accurate. <laughs> well, Sagira is also going to pretty much immediately have to hand her gold over to... That guy. Marin for that longsword that you got. Is he alive? Okay. Is he in here yet? Uh, he's not here yet. Okay. <laughs> But I suppose all of you would make yourselves comfortable um, splitting up your treasure here, like kind of bantering back and forth. Uh, I'm not assuming that you guys are planning on heading back into the necropolis today. No, what time Probably is it? By this point, it's approaching about 3 o'clock. No. So. According to the map we got, how far in is this noble house? Uh, it's a decent distance in. From what you can tell looking at the map, your only problem is, is that it's basically in the old noble section of Wati. <laughs> Uh, which is itself a gated community, so it's effectively a walled-off community inside of the walled-off necropolis uh, that you're going to have to navigate your way into. It's super exclusive. And um, on uh, your Effectively, you're going to have to make your way up to... Uh, do any of you have knowledge geography or knowledge I have local? That. I have both those have things. Um, on yours would have healed you since you're still down, by the way. You get six points back. So you may make a knowledge uh, geography or knowledge local. I do not have either one of those things. I'm going to make knowledge local... 11 for my knowledge local. I'm going to get a 24 on my knowledge local. Yeah, it doesn't seem familiar to you. Uh, Segura, uh, this seems to be in the Vizier's Hill region of the necropolis. Uh, before the Plague of Madness, many of Wati's nobles settled basically on a hill that overlooked the rest of the town. But like the other residents of the current necropolis, they abandoned their estates during the pestilence and eventually fled. A wall surrounds that. It is one of the most difficult areas to get into, and from what you understand, it has been just kind of blocked off and left to its own, mm. as long as the things don't get outside of it. Okay, so that's going to be hard to get into. So you will be able, you'll probably be able to navigate your way in there. It's just going to be much more dangerous than probably the other sections, even roaming through the streets there. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a good omen. Well, that means there's going to be good stuff in there. 
most likely. Oh, most likely. I got down because no one's been. Would... It's it's much more dangerous to go there, so less people have gone there. And nobody's going to choose to go there unless they're assigned there. Uh, well, so, hopefully that's the rule, right? But yes. um, I'm talking about before it was legal. Uh, there would be uh, less people breaking into that section just because it's harder to do. But as you're having this conversation, uh, a woman would make her way over towards the table. She would give all of you a smile, inclining her head as she approaches, holding her hands off to the side in a gesture that seems odd to all of you, but she seems to make it apparent that she's not holding weapons as she approaches your table. Is this Hatley? No, actually, this woman is almost six foot six, uh, with a fiery shock of red hair, which falls down her back, pale skin and bright freckles. Uh, wearing clothing that seems to be more befitting of a warrior, judging by the fact that she's wearing basically thick chainmail or a chain shirt on top of uh, what seems to be a leather jerkin and clothing. It's obviously not clothing for this region. Despite this, she doesn't seem to be bothered by the oppressive heat. Uh, the towering woman would incline her head. Uh, greetings. She would say in a heavily accented Osirian. I speak common. As do I. I don't think either of the two. No, we, we I don't. Do. Ah, good. Did she just I... switch to a language I can't speak? Yes. Well, unless you wish to inform it, because I don't think you guys have been like, it's like, I don't speak common. Yeah, we don't know you don't speak common. <laughs> Scare looks at you. She can keep talking in Osiriani. We don't speak trade language. My, my Osiriani is um, rusty, but not bred. <laughs> Syriani is probably not good enough to be conversational. Oh, I can. I am converse. I am conversational in at least twelve languages. Can I join you? I heard you speaking about Vizier's Hill. Sense motive on this lady. Yeah, instant sense motive on you. Uh, Fifteen for sense motive. I get five. Twenty-three. On your. I just want to find a collar, guys. (laughs) The twenty-three. She does appear to have probably overheard you. I mean, you were carrying on a conversational level. She seems legitimately interested in speaking to you. You don't feel anything nefarious yet. <laughs> okay. But you haven't really gotten a big read on her. Uh, you've seen her here uh, in here a couple of days. From what you understand, she's a member of that group referred to as the Daughters of the Desert. Hmm. Despite this fact, despite the fact that she is an elfin warrior with a northern accent. <laughs> um, she's the one here with the really uh, creepy twins that wear the uh, the twin women that wear the veils all the time and sit in the corner and don't talk to anyone. Well, I, uh, I motion to an open chair and to have a seat. Thank you. She would take the seat out before flopping down, uh, shouting an order over to the barkeep for the pretty much the heaviest drink that he can manage before turning back towards the rest of you. I'm Sigrun. They call me the fire hair. I can see why. I'm Onuris. Onuris. Does right. someone want to translate for those of us who can understand? She's talking. She's, she's talking to her. Oh, she's in the. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Still a little broken, but you can basically oh, okay. make it out. Okay. We just returned from Vizier's Hill. Oh. And our next assignment isn't there. It's apparently somewhere else. You all seem to be locals, though, and I was hoping you could maybe tell me a little bit about the necropolis. And in exchange, I'll tell you what I know of my area. What part of the necropolis are you going to? Uh, it's some place referred to as the Dry Veins. Anyone that wishes to make me a knowledge. Uh, Local or an LGRV may do so. I get a 19 on local. I get a 12 on local. A 19 and a 12. With your 19, the dry veins were once part of Wati's uh, harbor district, but most of the canals of this section of the necropolis have been drained and then bricked over, creating a network of crypts for the poor and the unknown. 
but eventually there wasn't any room for that anymore, and the Church of Phrasma instead made bo- uh, made room for new bodies by stacking the desiccated bones into creative sculptures, uh, ah. basically giving the catacombs a... Uh, so it's the Parisian catacombs, but in Wati. Yes. Okay, then. Nice. Uh, Sagira, you'd probably know about this a little bit more because the uh, Dark Labyrinths also provide travel and cover for grave robbers and smugglers who oftentimes make little storage caches down there Ooh. and secretive drop points. Uh, hmm. That area is generally safer than the area you were exploring previously. Hmm. Um, though it's also used by a lot of criminal organizations to store their misbegotten goods, if you will. Uh, So, while they generally keep the undead population under control, they themselves would be problems if you happen to run across them uh, and not talk your way through it, or uh, accidentally take their stuff, or you know, there's also like creepy stuff. There's like all sorts of creepy things that aren't undead. Chokers. Are they undead? I don't know. No. Um, actually. So there's still stuff that's dangerous there, but it's not quite as bad as uh, some other locations. Interesting. Okay. So a bunch of rogues hiding down in the alleys. Mm. She would pop the knuckles on her large hands. Is it really alleys? Isn't it more like tunnels? No. Well, I, I don't know what word you're using. But... You can all translate into tunnels if tunnels. you so wish, but she apparently doesn't under, like she doesn't know the Assyrian word switch, for tunnels. I would switch to common tunnels. They're in tunnels. Huh. You all seem like you've done pretty well. I'd switch back to Assyriani, more or less. Would you be interested in maybe uh, getting some notoriety? Notoriety. After you give How? us your side of the information, she provided you with some. We'd like some back. Fair. We were sent to the house of a pawnbroker. Located Ah. off in Vizier's Hill. Apparently, even before his death, he was pretty paranoid. Uh, It was (laughs) trap-lined like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) I would expect that you'd probably run into that with any of the noble houses that you've run into there. A lot of traps, things like that. They were more than happy to keep their own money. We were forced to stay there late. We barely got in before the uh, sun had finished setting. And there Mm. were odd sounds. Hmm. Screams coming from empty alleyways, streets that the sand would stir like there were marching mobs, cackling coming from empty windows. Well, there's a reason they have haunted. a Yes, yeah. probably Most thoroughly people. haunted. Most people try to avoid the necropolis at night. The gate into the section looks like it was battered down ages ago. I talked to a local priest and he told me that during the Plague of Madness, the nobles had locked themselves away into their district since it was fenced off from the rest of the city. Hmm. And when the plague literally drove the common people mad, they eventually formed into a mass mob, broke in, and then dragged all the nobles out of their homes. I can only imagine there were a lot of murders and probably horrible deaths that took place there. Yeah. Sounds like home. <laughs> Regardless, I think if you keep your your eyes about there and probably travel with a priest of some form. We already have that taken care of. Oh, good. You're doing better than the sand scorpions. I have a pair of witches with me and our own cleric, so we're doing pretty well. So, she would reach down to her side before putting out a book and laying it down on the table. I'm writing a manuscript for when I turn back to the lodges of my families in the north and retell the stories of my epic fights here. Okay. I thought I would possibly carry with me some of the flavor from here. 
if you'd be interested in hearing your songs sung in the halls of the Lenorme Kings. That sounds kind of fun. Okay, had her wrong. She's a uh, scald or bard. Alrighty, <laughs> She's then. a just, really buff scald or bard. I was going to say real buff. Give me a buff scald. I mean, definitely can. It just was unexpected. They come from all over. But yes, you'd be more than happy to take down uh, your own stories, give you a little bit of a heads up on what you may be facing here shortly. We're going to give her a uh, details light, like cool version of our story. Yeah. <laughs> Make it look a lot more epic than we just squished well, a couple bugs. We don't want to give away everything about ourselves, just in case she ends up being bad. Yeah. Like She'd be more than happy to share with all of you some of the details and the traps that she encountered before. Apparently none of them were magical in nature. Although it quite possibly may have just been that the magical ones wore down over time and the actual like mechanical traps are still functioning. She said that there were more traps actually there than even the ones working. <laughs> some of them had just broken down over time. We'll um, definitely tell her about that creepy trap with the water mm-hmm. and yeah. like the... Beware of false tombs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well then, hopefully we'll all meet back here again. That's the hope. She would pay for the first round of drinks for all of you, chugging back her uh, beer, which is pretty much double stacked in size, before smiling and giving all of you hearty handshakes and pats on the shoulder, which are rather uncomfortable for all of you. She's extra strong. I wish her good luck in the creepy catacombs of doom. She might find some great stuff if she happens upon somebody's treasure trove. True. Mm-hmm. But she would stand to her feet before pausing. Do any of you know anything about genies? I probably do. What do I need? Oh, I probably don't <laughs> have it's that. Our, or no, it's Is it local? Uh, it'd be Plains. Yeah, um, it, Plains. No. I don't I mean, you can use knowledge local to know like local tells and stories of genies. I feel what like I need to know something. I have genie blood. What man. about knowledge history? I'm a local. 23 uh, on local. I get a 16 on local. You may also make a knowledge history. I'm in a history. I get a 21 history. We don't have planes? <laughs> I get a 26 history. Cool. Oh, we don't have planes. Uh, so with your knowledge local, you are far enough south that you are in the region that was protected once by the warriors known as the Templars of the Five Winds. They were known to be great genies in service to a uh, genie priestess by the name of uh, Nefeshti. <laughs> Outside of the Templars of the Five Winds, you don't really know much. You do know that they were Arjani, so they were basically the not elementally aligned type of genie that would wander through these realms. Heather, you are, uh, Onuris would know that the genies were occasionally used by some of the pharaohs. More or less the ones that were just like, I need a pyramid now. So, you, genie, I need a pyramid now. (laughs) Outside of that, they weren't particularly used following the arrival and utter devastation delivered by Armon. Uh, who basically wrecked a vast majority of Osirian and the land that eventually became known as uh, Rahadum, back when Rahadum was part of also Osirian. Is that the little, the big scarab thing that's in... Um... No, uh, Aramon is the uh, the Lord of the Divs, the oh, Dark okay. Genie. Okay. Why do you uh, ask? That's why I'm here. My family has traveled far and wide, and our long ships once raged across the northern shores. My great-great-great-grandmother is said to have spent some time with a a freet of some renown. And after that, her descendants were born with fiery shocks of red hair. And my magic comes to me rather naturally. So, I'm here interested in learning a bit more about my genie ancestry. Is she a Suli? Judging by her, anyone that wishes to make me an Alds of the Plains may. I don't have that. How do we not have this? No. I need to take a ring. 
Technically, you can't even like because you're actually a, oh, wait. You're a native outsider. Just kidding! I totally have a rank in that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, I added last level. I added, last level. I added that last level. Had, like, I just didn't. Wait, actually. I do know something. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot with my thirteen. Uh, with the thirteen, you don't think that she probably is. Uh, it doesn't mean that if she is a bard, that some of her spells and magic and everything, it's like a human with the genie-blooded sorcerer bloodline wouldn't necessarily show up at it. She may very well have gin blood. I mean, her hair is an almost unnatural shade of red. <laughs> Can I make that knowledge planes roll to answer her question? Since I didn't yes, realize I had that. Yes, you may also make knowledge the planes roll. <laughs> Retroactively. Oh, but I only get a five on that one, so actually, meh. Yeah. Huh. Well, okay. Well, if you find anything out about the uh, Afrit or anything in this region, you let me know. Of course. So, all right. Well, best of luck to all of you. And to you. I don't know what gods you worship around here, but uh, blessings of the Lord and Iron, if that helps. She would stand up and make her way back off to rejoin the rest of her group. With a 14, who is that? Gorum, Lord of Battle, uh, Bloodshed, and... Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, then, well... uh, Pretty much warriors in general. Um, He's the chaotic neutral god of war, and the, like, I don't care about tactics, just whoever is strongest. Oh, okay. We need to map out and take better notes of the locations, the temples offering discounts on healing, if we can provide them more basic information about the sites we've gone to. Oh, oh I have been taking notes. Oh, well, you should turn those in. Oh. Can we make a photocopy? <laughs> <laughs> if by photocopy you mean sketch a second We copy. find the magic Xerox machine. Yeah, Citra, Citra makes a note to, like... There's a FedEx Kinko across the street. <laughs> At least the writings and stuff, especially on the sarcophagi and stuff like that, because she's looking for something. Also, on the list of basic magic spells that would be super useful that nobody's ever invented, transcribe... Paper. There is a spell that does that. Oh, is there? Yeah. But you should learn that one spell. That should be what you took. I think it's arcane, but yeah. Well, she has uh, minor, minor magic. magic yeah. that could... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, you have some innate magical abilities. JK. Yep. So next time, then it'll like write for you. So we need to go find a Xerox machine. <laughs> You could pay someone to call uh, You could feasibly that. transcribe that over the course of the night, if you so wish to. Sure. As uh, all of you would make yourselves comfortable, drink some drinks. Uh, Does the guy come in that I owe this money to? Uh, yes, Marin would eventually show up, uh, seemingly in much better spirits than he was previously, as he doesn't seem to have lost any of his dogs. Oh, I'm going to walk over and be like, how, how are the new dogs? Good, good. They've served me quite well. Oh, that's great. Ruffles is particularly skilled. Hey. Ruffles? He would reach over, ruffling the hair of one of the dogs. <laughs> the dog's tongue would loll out in appreciation as his back leg starts kicking involuntarily. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, I believe I owe you some gold. Oh, yes. I'm going to give him a bag he of would, gold. Yeah. <laughs> he would take the massive amount of gold for this halfling, waddling off with his giant bag of gold. There's <laughs> a thousand gold pieces. I need to go find a leather collar for my cat, but I can't figure out how much they cost in anything. Depends I would say one this. silver piece for generic, and if you want something like nice, you know, metal studs or something, uh, probably two to three gold. Okay. It's all how fancy you want it to be. I will make it fancy. I'll make it fancy. And then I will pay money to get a fancy collar that does cool stuff. Magical. Make collar. fancy collar, and also I'm going to turn these two small gemstones into earrings. Oh, I could put those on my collar. You could put that on the collar. I already That's what sold I'm doing. them too late. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Should have called them before I sold them. I thought we said we were. Well, uh, that wasn't like a serious thing. It wasn't no, like an I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I bought a collar. But uh, and all of you would get to rest up for the evening. I imagine 
Sagira going back and... Picking up another thing of meat. <laughs> yeah, picking up another thing of meat. And a collar. Hanging out with your uh, your priestess, sacred prostitute ladies. And, and uh, playing with your cat. Yeah. When we level up, I'm going to put ranks in handle animal. We'll pick it back up with them returning back to the necropolis next time. Sweet. Bye. Really? All night or no, all day? I'm, yeah, I'm about We're this. talking about this episode. Oh yeah, just the gold. No, There's no. not enough blood. We didn't find the gold today. We didn't find it all. Yeah, we did. The gold was the very beginning of the first thing. I don't even know what's going on. Thank you for listening to the Find the Path podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and review us on Find us on our website at find-path.com or contact us on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks again.